tip. Good afternoon. It is July 18th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Leibnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We have some interesting news out of South Carolina today. The emergency preparedness people, you know, it, it's hurricane season, but, you know, people are adults. We've already gone through through COVID, so, you know, hurricane, okay, hurricane all the time. So they're trying to come up with a way, like, how can we get the information out to people better, you know, more interesting, just any any sort of option. So I think they went in a, a good direction. They paired up with a, with a brewery. They paired up with tradesman brewing company and they came up with a beer called know your zone with the idea being that the beer will also tell you what sorts of things you have to be prepared for wait wait one more time <laughs> so the, i never the, the, the i name? never get to hear any of these openings very cleanly i, I pay attention to so many other things <laughs> and then there's like times where you ask me something and it's, it's like way too elaborate for me to be only like half paying attention to and it's awful because my only job as a podcast host here is to listen to you and then coordinate <laughs> the next topic. Like, I have two jobs, and I just screwed up the one main one. And we got a lot of time to fill today with the kind of the middle of sports here, and it sounds like it's a good topic, so I'm going to have to have you repeat it one more time. I'm sorry, listeners, but I, I, I missed it entirely. I, I wasn't even sure if we were recording for a second there, and that's kind of why I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to even listen. We might have to do this again. But we are <laughs> recording. We did get it recorded. I just didn't yes. hear anything you just said. I think it had something to do with alcohol. It did have something to do with alcohol. So you, you, you're, you're paying attention. It's a brewery in South Carolina combined with the, with the government. That they made a beer with the idea of they're trying to get the message out about being safe about hurricanes. And what you, it's called Know Your Zone is the name of it. And I got to imagine there's different hurricane zones. Well, that's fantastic. It's nothing like him repeating a story and the call getting cut out right in the middle of it. It's just going to be one of those podcasts today. All right, we're going to be kind of all over the rails of this podcast. There's there's no rules today. We're in the middle of summer. No rules. I'm not sure <laughs> why. Summer. I'm not sure why anybody's listening to our sports podcast with uh, too much amateurs here. But you know, let's let's see if we can get through this one more time with the beer story. So it's a it's a they're trying to get the word out for 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 hurricanes, and they they thought they would advertise it with beer because people like beer. Yes. Yeah, and they're trying to like get to adults, and you know, if you're just telling an adult, hey, you know, you should really know all the hurricane safety preparedness. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I know. Like, if there's a hurricane, you know, be careful. But you know, if some of the beers involved, well, you know, now you have my attention. I'm not sure what what is exactly the message we need to be aware of from hurricanes right now, because I don't know if we've successfully gotten that across in our third attempt of explaining this topic. Well. See, here's well, the, the website here. It is. The, the website will teach people how to create an emergency kit, how to create a family emergency plan, how to find your hurricane evacuation zone. Uh, so basically, it's a one-stop shop for hurricane preparedness information. Man, so are you you making changes to your life now? Are you in a hurricane risk area? You're a little bit closer to the water than I am. I mean, every once in a while, we get we can get hit by one down here in, in Connecticut. Uh, you, very, much less likely and we kind of have a uh, long island that kind of like takes the takes the brunt of it most of the time if one makes it up this far but see here here's my problem with it i like the general idea it, th- it seems to be out of the box headed in the right direction but you just asked me hey what does this tell you i thought it was gonna be written right on the cans i thought it was gonna be like part of the label and you know you're drinking a beer you're, you know, you're a little bored you know what's on the can oh you, you you read it oh this is what's in the beer and then if there was some hurricane facts or preparedness i could see looking at it but no there's a qr code on it 
now now you've lost me. I mean, I'm already on my phone all the time, but now if I have to take a picture and go, uh, you know, I'm not in South Carolina. I'm not in, you know, big time hurricane area. So maybe it'll work better for those people. But I thought it was going to be written right on the can. It was going to be very easy and immediate. But uh, the the extra step, you know, it's very millennial of me, but that, that's too many steps. What, what do you mean extra, extra step? The whole point of it being a QR code is they've removed so many steps. You used to have to type in the address manually it used to be www dot whatever 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 dot com and if you spelled anything wrong you didn't get to the right site this this qr code i mean what, what are you at a retirement home over here you're too old for that like you don't have time to just scan i think it's it? too i think it's the reverse i think i'm too young you're it's too- just like oh no no I'll, I'll just i'll have a hurricane will just kill me uh, all right uh, uh, that that's my fate see what, what you don't know is that if you scan this qr code you go to this website and they tell you to back up all of your netflix like these are all the things available for download right now in case of emergency that that's really what this link takes you to you just didn't you didn't take the step for it uh, see i thought i was i was far enough ahead i was already buying beer for a hurricane coming <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I feel like everyone has failed uh, in their efforts of what they were trying to accomplish here. I don't think we've proposed the topic very well. I don't think they succeeded in alerting everybody about this hurricane awareness. And you know what? None of us got any of the beer either. So this, this is just a mess. A little already. rusty. little rusty. It happens. You know, rest versus rust. I wasn't sure if I was going to come in too good today because of the rest. We don't take a lot of weeks off, and I, I do think we deserve some credit of that. We've been doing this since 2015, which even just saying that... It's like, man, yeah, we've we've done some podcasts. There's some numbers still, up there. It's a little rusty. And you take a week off, and suddenly, you know, you don't know how to do this anymore. Now, it doesn't help that there really aren't any sports topics for a sports podcast right now. So we're going to do our best to try and make way with uh, just a couple fun topics on the side here. Eventually, Zach's service will improve, and we'll be able to actually do the podcast per normal. But uh, for now, we got a couple other fun topics here. It's like a middle of the summer kind of topics here. So uh, do you want to start with uh, maybe this upcoming sport that we generally talk a lot about in fantasy football? Sure. All right. So there's not a whole lot to report here. I don't really have any news of all that, but I, I thought we might have some fun of just imagining it is fantasy football season, but it's an all time season. You can kind of draft whoever you want. I figure we would draft uh, our top three fantasy football players. And I took this a little bit more personally because the best players, in my opinion, are the players that were on my team when I won. So those are the players I picked. And there's probably a um, a more obvious answer of uh, statistical things here. That's the problem with fantasy is I, I really can't have much of an opinion because it's such a numbers-based thing here that it's like, well, clearly there's a way to calculate who's the best one. There's a guy that has more points than anyone else. But a lot of the guys with the high points were running backs from – kind of before my era so that of the lists I looked up. So I tried to keep it a little bit more relevant. I'm not sure if you did that. What did, what did you do for your list? Very, very similar. I did, I did the same thing where I did the initial, like, greatest uh, fantasy football players, Google it, like, top 25. And then all the guys, it was from the uh, – I think this list was even 1995 to current, but it was all guys before – really anybody was playing fantasy football. I mean, I was definitely not on the, on, on the front lines, but I, I was similar of just maybe not necessarily guys that were on my team, but definitely guys that played while I've been playing. I, that, that, that's what I went with. Cause like you said, it, it's strictly a numbers thing. You can go in you could type in the, you know, the numbers and figure out, Oh no, this guy, this is the best season of all time. And I think, I think I've heard it before. I think it's Jerry Rice, but I, I, I could be wrong, but it's just like, well, that's before I was playing fantasy football. So 
that's not what I was looking for. All right. So oddly, I, I did more research into this. It depends on which league. The, the standard scoring or PPR, it does does oh, really, yeah. especially when you go farther back in time and running backs were just massive, massive numbers, just just crushing yeah. it. So like, it, yeah, it you really, just, you just have one guy and he's just, he takes all of the carries. Now, what I will say is I think the years of the guys I picked, if you had any of these guys on your team, there's a good chance you also won. So I, I think that for me defines a little bit more of actually being a, a dominant fantasy player. Like I think there's guys that just had massive years and if you're on your team, they were just great that year. You, you, you just, you couldn't beat them. Uh, so I will go first and I'm going to say the very unpopular name of Antonio Brown who was victorious on my, my fantasy football team. I want to say it was 2015. It might have been 2014. We're going a little bit farther back in time with the Steelers year. I think those were some pretty big numbers there. Now, I, Antonio Brown certainly hasn't aged of recent very well, but there was a time where I think this guy was just one of the best route runners and just caught everything and yards after the catch. And I don't know how Pittsburgh put up with everything at this point. Now that we kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes of the personality of Antonio Brown. But I, I have no shame in saying that he was the best fantasy player that I've ever had on my team, and he certainly led me to a lot of victories, despite the, uh, I guess, poorly aging character effects of him. Uh, who'd, you, who'd you go with? My, uh, my my first pick is going to be uh, Randy Moss. I started playing in fantasy like a little bit before you did. So, uh, you know, kind of I think by the time you start, started to play, Randy Moss was still in the league, but definitely wasn't at that same that that same level, but definitely uh, you know, that, that that Patriots year, and one of the things with with Randy Moss being a deep threat is he could go three quarters and have no catches, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he's got three catches, a hundred yards, and, and a touchdown, and he's you know that's a, a a mediocre day for him. So one of those ones that it's not just fun to have him on your team; he's fun to watch. It's always exciting catches. It's always deep balls. You you always got a chance at a at, at a big number. All right, why don't you give us your, your second one? We'll uh, we'll snake draft it. Uh, my second one, a uh, little bit of uh, Patriots homerism here, but going going Gronk. I mean, there was just such a long time that if you had Gronkowski as your tight end, you were just so much farther away than anybody else in the tight end ca- uh, category. Uh, you know, definitely in the you know the past few years, especially on, uh, on on Tampa Bay, it's like you know he he was fine, still got got the job done, but there was there's a stretch there where he was just it, it was almost, it was almost unfair because he, he wasn't going to lose to any of the other tight ends so you just had the had that advantage and that was always fun going in knowing okay I'm winning that tight end by a lot what else like what else do we need to do to make this work this week well it's funny all right I just want to say that we didn't talk before this at all about any of these so the fact that they're somewhat similar is is really funny because I went with Jimmy Graham another guy I actually oh, won yep. with and it was very similar where there was only a handful of guys that were that good at that position. And you just had that advantage. You might've given up an advantage at another position, but man, you were just dominant in a position where everyone else every week was just hoping to get anything out of it. And the fact that you could consistently count on seasons where you were getting what, 18, 30 points a game, like somewhere in that range, pretty consistently. And meanwhile, every other team is just hoping for five and you're getting, you know, three times that that's, it's just a really big swing, and, and, and I had a lot of success having Jimmy Graham, but really, really fun to have tight ends just really emerge, I feel like, during our fantasy era right now. like That that was really it's a big shift right now. Not only just the receivers be getting all that, but these tight ends essentially becoming receivers was another real generational thing that I think it changed. And like It'll be funny when you look at the list of best fantasy players years from now where 
it's such an offensive friendly thing now and the quarterbacks and the wide receivers are just getting way more yards and the running backs are I think still having some successful single seasons but maybe not great careers and being used for more than you know two to three years so uh it's just funny looking back at the change but uh it's, it's great that you went receiver one I went receiver one and then we both went tight end two I'm gonna mix things up with my last championship here with Todd Gurley at number three a fantastic running back for pretty much just one year at this point but a sacrifice I made in a keeper league I think I knew Todd Gurley his rookie season was going to be out for an entire season and I said you know what I still have faith in this I'm going to I'm going to take the L this whole season, just bank it on next year. And sure enough, I was able to pull that off. And that was a fantastic year. I want to say that was 2019. I could be wrong, though. It's it's really weird going back on these years. It feels like it was all last year. It, it just wasn't. There's just so many <laughs> so many seasons just topped on top of one another, as well as you kind of have some of the similar players on each roster. For me, I think you draft similarly as well, where you, you hold on to some of the same guys or at least target them year after year. So it's really hard to single out the one year. But I, I do know... I want to say he was drafted in 2017. So I, I think he was out one year and then awesome the year after that. And I, I think this is, again, a guy, if you had him on that team that year, chances are you were at least in the finals, if not a fantasy champion. Uh, what do you got for your last one? My last one, definitely uh, up there with my uh, fan- favorite fantasy uh, football players is uh, CJ2K, Chris Johnson. What more can you Let say? Let me uh, run you some stats. What more can you so, say? In 2009, you know, right in the name, had 2,000 yards. He had uh, 14 touchdowns, and he averaged 125 yards per game. 125. That's 12 fantasy points just on yards uh, alone. No touchdowns. That's not even factoring in his receptions or touchdowns. You're getting 12 points every week. That was his uh, second year in the league. Uh, you know, definitely was, was was the top. He had successful seasons after that, but never at that level again. So he, after his rookie year, his rookie year was pretty good, but wasn't like a, I don't think that year, like, hey, this is like the the, the one of one. You, you need this guy. So I was able to get him, I think, even, you know, a little, a little later and just, you know, if a guy you're not picking one is putting up those types of numbers, you are having a year. And it just every week, every week was just killing it and was oh, made fantasy a lot of fun that year. He was automatic, too. That, that was the one thing with all these guys. It's just how automatic they were all season. Just counting on it, just chewing up the numbers, eating up the competition every week. Really, really fun to rely on, but a nightmare to go against. All right, because there were years where I didn't have these guys on my team and I had to go against them. And I'm sure a year you went against CJ that year. Whew. Just uphill Not battle. Not good. Uphill battle. Uh, well, football is how many weeks away? I think you mentioned that before the pod here. I think I've been seeing uh, on, 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 the Twitter, on the Twitters is uh, eight, eight more Sundays until there'll be football. That's not that. That's not that many. That, that, so, so it's almost here. It's almost here now. Unfortunately, this it's is weird. A- it's weird because when you think it's eight weeks away, it's like that's two months. That seems like forever. But when you say eight Sundays, it's just like <laughs> oh, okay, eight Sundays. Okay, what's well, to find something to do on eight Sunday? Like okay, that seems manageable. I mean, it's nice out. Like uh, no, I, I, I can do this. It'll be fine. I mean, and that's like actual. That's real. That that's games. That's not including preseason or you know when there's actually actual football news to talk about. 
Well, I don't think there is any actual news to really talk about at this point. I mean, we took a week off, and I thought we'd accumulate some more topics from that last week, and we really just we didn't. I mean, there, there's some there's some minor NBA stuff I'm sure we'll touch on a little later, but I don't think anything's super urgent or breaking news right now. So I think we're going to continue no. with some some midsummer topics here. Uh, one of the other ideas I came up with today was we would do a recasting of a TV show or movie. Now, I, I got a little extra creative with this. I not only did a recasting, but I took a cartoon and I recasted them with actual adults. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, it, it, it's a good, decent content here. All right, we're, we're putting a little bit of effort. Nobody's going to care about all this. This is all fictional and it'll likely never happen. And someone's totally going to steal this idea, though, because I think, I think I might be onto something here. I'm going to recast the Charlie Brown, whole, the whole thing right now. Now, the hardest part I came up with was Charlie Brown. I had it. I had some decent ideas with some uh, some of the other characters, but Charlie was a, a tougher one to kind of nail. So I'm going to do Charlie the last, and I'll let you decide uh, kind of between the three I came up with. But for Lucy, I thought uh, Aubrey Plaza would just be great. I think she could nail that sarcasm and that, that kind of like menacing mm-hmm. quality. I think that that, that would just that, that'd be fun. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with all the characters here. I might just start naming guys. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know any of them. But uh <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm familiar with uh, with peanuts. Yeah, uh, you're you're gonna like uh, Pigpen, uh, the dusty guy, uh, Char- Charlie Day. I think that's just a match made in heaven right. right there. That that I could see that totally happening. I think he's probably been that character on a show at some point or another. Uh, <laughs> on Sunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that actually happened. Uh, His most famous role. <laughs> the uh, the the piano player. I, I think it's Schroeder. Uh, I, I'm thinking yep. the new Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson. I, I, I kind of see him doing that. I have no idea if he has any uh, musical talents as well, but uh, I, I just thought that was a, an, an interesting pairing right there. It's it's weird to kind of judge them because there's, I think, one effort of acting skills and adding personality to it, and on another, it's more of like, who kind of looks like this and I think can sound a little similar to this. So I don't know if these are all the, exactly the, the greatest things picking foreign people to, to do that, but they seem to do that pretty regularly now. That you know, I think the, every now and then you get shocked of like, oh, wait a minute, this guy's a British actor or actress doing an American accent for an entire series for 12 years? Yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that happens all the time. So I, I'm trying to play along with that. Um, Charlie has a sister, Sally Brown. Um, I thought the Ladybird Saoirse Ronan would be a, a, a good casting for that. Not, not a whole lot there. I, I just... I'm more just kind of swinging it here. All right, Peppermint Patty, I thought Allison Hannigan would be a good casting there from uh, How I Met Your Mother as well as a whole bunch of other things. Uh, maybe uh, not old school. What were the American Pie? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Linus with the blanket. Maybe we go with Michael Sarah. I, 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 okay. I, I could see him being a little goofy with that. And then lastly, I got Charlie Brown here, of which I, I, I really didn't fall in love with anybody here. I don't know if these are the right castings here. Now, they were playing around with different ages here, so we might have to go back in time with some of them. Uh, but I, I ended up, I, th- I think Jeff Daniels is, is the one I, I fell in love with the most, who's kind of a little slow, but kind of sophisticated. And I don't know. I, it, Charlie's a weird character. I mean, he's kind of dopey, but he's he's also the main guy. And he also has like a, a good heart and I think a decent intentions. So I, I, I think Jeff Daniels could kind of play that a little bit better than most. But I, I wrote down Matt Damon and Chris Pratt just kind of wondering, like, what would that look like? Would, would that be interesting? Would, would people want that? Uh, which which one of these do you think you would uh, more? Mo- which one of these guys is most likely to get you to watch? Is is really what I want to know. Hmm. With I, the rest of the casting as well, so uh, you you could factor in some chemistry issues here. Yeah, it's got a yeah kind of kind of all work. Yeah, the the Jeff Daniels one I think is the the most interesting one. When, you know, you put Chris Pratt and Matt Damon. It's like those are 
traditional leading men and it's just almost like any role it's like well these guys could do it it's like throw tom cruise in there too it's like yeah yeah yeah, probably you know they're just gonna kind of do do their thing but yeah yeah, i think the jeff daniels one is the is the most interesting one where i don't think before newsroom would have been thinking he could handle a uh, you know an ensemble cast like that but post newsroom it's like you know i think i think he could He's he's had some other roles outside of the newsroom after that that he he's just been really good in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was good in the Steve Jobs movie. He was uh he's not Waz. Who is he? He's the other guy. Uh, one of the big Apple guys. I, I don't know. I thought he was really good in that. Uh, I also think uh, Dumb and Dumber is is a good range of, of you could see he can be funny as well and and a little goofy is which is kind of like what peanuts are. So. Uh, I'm just imagining Aubrey Plaza pulling the football away from Jeff Daniels right now. That that's kind of what I'm just imagining, <laughs> and if I could let, let listeners imagine that as well with me, we could all just laugh together at this very very terrible midsummer no sports news day. Uh, all right, so that that's kind of what I came up with. Uh, I, I didn't want to spend you, too. Do you much. have a concern that you picked all adults for uh, uh for children characters? Well, we're we're gonna beef it up. It's not gonna be a kids show anymore. All right. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's gonna be. She's gonna be pulling away. It won't be a football from from Charlie Brown. It might, it might be something else. You know, maybe maybe it's um, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> maybe it's drug related. You know, he's just taking away the pipe from her. You know, like hey, stop smoking, Charlie. You know, it's it's something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Put the beer okay, down, so this Charlie. Is this, is a, this is an adult adult theme. Yeah, we're still we're we're doing adult theme. I don't I don't know what the adult okay. peanuts equivalent would be, but uh. It, it, it's going to be peanut we, butter, all right? It's going to be smashed up a little bit. <laughs> okay. A little, you know, blend. Extrapolate on this a little bit. Traditionally, you know, you know, Peanuts is, um, you know, a newspaper comic, but they did animate it. But mostly, at least from what I remember, was it's for holiday shows. So you have the, you know, the big ones, Halloween, and, you know, the real big ones, Christmas. Are you thinking this would just be... You know, they do a Halloween episode and they do a Christmas episode. Or are you thinking this is a, you know, we're del- delving into the lives and it's a little more like the the newspaper strip and we're trying to create more year-round content, not just holiday content. I actually think you can follow the steps of your favorite show, The Office, where you kind of do multiple episodes of the same holiday every year. Okay. It, that, that was kind of the more direction I'm thinking. But we do all the holidays and maybe some of the holidays get two-parters or a little bit more in-depth. I don't, I don't, I'm sure, assuming Halloween's always a big one. I, that is kind of what I, I do like the Charlie Brown Christmas. I think that'd have to be a big one. I'm sure we could do an alternate one of a, a Charlie Brown, you know, some other holiday of or any other religion or something else. We could der- certainly branch out of the, of the regular holidays of the peanuts kind of followed. I think that would make it a little bit more interesting as well as just adding more content here. Cause like you said, it's a, it's really basic here. You, you kind of have these guidelines and you kind of go wherever you want with this. I, I think that's why somebody is going to steal this idea. It probably won't be able to afford this cast, but I, I do think that there's something you can kind of play around here because it's like, all right, you just got to put this weird group of characteristics together with these characters, and then you can kind of write the storylines in whatever direction you want. I mean, there really isn't there isn't a whole lot of basis of anything. I mean, what what in depth what character depth does Charlie Brown truly have? Like, like what does he have to do that you couldn't just edit and add on to? I think he has to be kind of uh, kind of depressed, like Eeyore. Yeah, I think Jeff Daniels could do that. He's he's pretty down on the on the newsroom and some of that, or at least has uh, his his energy level is, is so in, uninterested in anything beyond himself, and I I think he could do that <laughs> as as Charlie Brown. Uh, all right. So how did you do with your casting? Any any other critique you want to give with well, you here, or mine, I'm, or you want to jump into yours? Well, I'm glad that you uh, you carried this because you had all the details. I just went with uh, 
I had I, well, I did have I had a movie and I had a show, and so for the the, the movie, uh, movie that came out in two thousand five, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was a, a three three movie a trilogy, uh, based on the uh, the the books by uh, C.S. Lewis. I, I read the books as a kid. It was always a uh, fun. It was a fun uh, young adult book. Uh, so you know, two thousand five, I would have been fifteen. So I was getting like a little bit older but it was cool it was like hey you know you know with similar like harry potter like hey they're making movies based on these on these books so the, the, this is cool but the I, all i have is on my notes is just the the people the actors the actors and actresses it was just they were just like not attractive people it was just like well this this isn't super fun to watch why this is a movie these are supposed to be like all the all like the most beautiful people in hollywood and they did not go that direction so i don't know if 15 year old Zach was just getting a little, a uh, little more cynical or, you know, what it, expectations were, were out of proportion. So it was just, just a complete recast and just better looking people. <laughs> Didn't have any specifics. <laughs> well, the, the only other one I wrote down that uh, this isn't even like the most unique thing. And I'm sure other podcasts and people have had this discussion before, but there's always the, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon kind of rivalry that isn't really a rivalry. But if you just kind of swap a lot of them in any sort of movie, I think those would be interesting recastings. I mean, The Departed is one where I think it would be interesting just to see them swap. I think it would be interesting to see a bunch of people swap on The Departed. Like, let's just let's just mix them all up, and maybe maybe they all just maybe maybe they all just stay the characters they are. We just rename them as somebody else and give them a different storyline. Like Wahlberg is still the same guy; he's still saying all the same lines, but instead he's like actually a main guy and not you know on on the other side over here. I I just think playing around with that would be fun. I. I the movie like that, I think there, there's, there's just a lot of room for the actors to kind of create their own characters, which made them all great for all that. I just want to continue with those characters and just get more content out of them. Uh, but that's that's just just a fun, like I said, dead summer topic here that I don't really have. A, oh, that was well. I have a I have a TV show one too. Oh, fantastic! All right, because I'm already struggling here. It's it's uh 26 minutes into here. We already got through the kind of the big topic of the day. What, what else you got? Uh, my my second one was to, uh, and this was maybe more of like a. Um, now I think about it, like a like a revamp more than necessarily like a recasting, but was uh, the Americans. So the Americans was the the show where it's uh, a couple that are Russian spies, are pretending to be Americans. They have two teenage children, and just all of the moral situations that they get into, and it was just I thought if you set it present day in the spies, you know, rather than be Russian spies, if they were North Korean spies or you go um, Top Gun style and it's just kind of nebulous, bad country spies and just thought that that would be, uh, that'd be interesting. I mean, the Americans did, did a, a great job, but just like, Hey, maybe you could, you know, do that with a, uh, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not even present day. Maybe it's, you know, set just before, uh, you know, or early two thousands or mid two thousands. You know, pre or post nine uh, eleven, and like I think that just could be be interesting. Uh, you know, it was an interesting time, and now you know we're, we're twenty years past that. So, you know, you kind of think it during your lifetime it's like, oh well, that's not that long ago, but it, it would be uh, considered a, a period piece if if they did something like that. So, which one of these shows do you think is more likely to ever happen of a recasting? Because they're just gonna recreate everything at this point. I don't think anything is really off. Off. It's just a matter of time. Like it might be twenty years before we get another Americans, but we'll get another Americans. 
Like, like we're not coming up with the original ideas anymore is really what I'm saying here. So there's just, the other thing is I think we're just going to be able to digitally add people very soon. And also, like we can I th- like I think the, the 10 years down the road, you'll, you'll go into Netflix and you'll be able to pick who you want as the characters in the show. And they'll just fill them in like this all CG. Is, is that, I can't. I can't. Do you think that's gonna work, though? No, it's not gonna work. The content's gonna be awful, but it's also gonna be awful that we're just rewriting the same content for the millionth time, which is kind of where we're at right now. I mean, what original stuff is coming out? It's it's all reboots. Uh, well, it's all remakes. Well, hold on, hold on. You know, it's kind of split in the middle a little bit, but uh, there is gonna be a Stranger Things uh, spinoff. So that is a uh, original programming. Is is it though? It's, it's, it's like the bunch of kids. Stranger get... Things, the the original isn't based off of uh, a book or a play or, uh, you know, it's not. Well, they made Stranger Things in the 50s and now they're making it again. So that's original. All right. It's it's a it's it's Scooby-Doo. Like, is it really that different? Like... Yeah, it's totally different from Scooby-Doo. It's a it's Scooby-Doo a group... is a cartoon. It's a group of kids. They, 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 they solve crimes and save the world, essentially. How is that any different? Their crimes. Their crimes. I would say, I, I would say if, if if that is your level of there's nothing new. I mean, then you're just gonna say like any kind of action movie is just you know Homer's journey, and it's just oh well, the hero goes out and has to go through these uh, trials and tribulations, and then you know returns home at the end victorious. It's like well, yeah, I, I guess, but I, I think you you have to you have to break it up a little bit. You know what was terrible? The worst part about all of that is. Is, is if you you just you just said like the hero kind of saves the day and it ends and it's and it's all good. They could easily not end it that way, and then I and then end the movie to be like this is terrible. Like the, the bad guy won. Like why why like, I don't want it to be unique. You know I don't want it that bad. Right. <laughs> so like there really well, I is, wanted to be I wanted this to be happy. Yeah, there really is no winning where it's it's kind of like this is supposed to make you feel good about it, and generally good things like that make you feel good. If you don't want to feel bad, go watch the news. That's that's what reality feels like. <laughs> you know that that's that, there's your original content right there. Uh, yeah. So I, there really is no winning. I, I, I more of just I, I wish that we would have more fun with things. Now, one thing that I do think kind of falls in line with with what we're doing here, where we're doing a remake, but we're just recasting it pretty wildly is I, I think we talked about it on the podcast here. The the Super Mario, I think it's a cartoon that's coming out, a cartoon movie, or I don't know if it's a live action or not, but it, it's got like Seth Rogen and a whole bunch of other people in it. Uh, that that looks fun. I think Seth Rogen's like Donkey Kong in it. it it's it, it's worth. This sounds familiar. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast, but this sounds like exactly kind of what I'm looking for. Where it's like, let's do a reboot, but like, why? Why do we have to stick to it? Like, let's just really have fun with it. Let's get a whole bunch of people that are good at what they do and let them continue to do what they do, and just give them a character title and and let them cook. Just let them go. Uh, so I, I I'm more interested in stuff like that going on there. Now you said there's a Stranger Things spinoff. Do we know who's in it? Do we know what it's about? I I feel like I cut you off on the topic. There's no uh, n- no real information, and I kind of came across it uh, earlier and said, "Oh, that, that's a hot topic right there. Let me put that on." And then when I when I Googled it, uh, it was just announced uh, within the, within the past two weeks since the last podcast that they're developing a uh, spinoff of Stranger Things, uh, and that it'll be an original idea by Matt and Ross Duffer, who are the ones that created Stranger Things. But that's pretty much all they've gotten so far. So I got to imagine Netflix said. Hey, you are one of our biggest money makers. Would you like to make something else? What's that? You're not sure? Checks in the mail, okay? Start creating something. 
I, I, that, that's, that's fine. I understand why Netflix is doing that. They, th- in the streaming battles of, of today, you, you got to have a lot of good original content. They have original content that obviously people really care about, and it has to come to an end at, at some point. But why wouldn't you just keep spinning off of that? Like people like this, they're into this. Just, just keep going. Is there a, um, uh, a certain character or a certain theme or just something based off of the, this past season that said like, Oh, you know what? I would like a, you know, a whole show based off of this. Well, the show, the show stranger things was so slow and really revealing all of the monsters that I kind of wonder what a monsters only show would look like. Like we're just underground. We're just on the upside down. We're just doing upside down stories. Like I wonder if that is a spinoff or if we just pick another random town with a bunch of random high schoolers in another small area that also had to interact with the upside down because that wouldn't be hard to do either. You just do the same show with different things and maybe you go with the B plots that you didn't get to really implement into this. I, I will say though, this the last Stranger Things, the last two really, really long episodes, uh, which I'm all all four of them being two episodes of whatever two hours I think it was a minute for, an hour forty five and two twenty for the two episodes or some something like that. Uh, you don't always see them put all together into one episode, but I think Netflix has figured out that this is a show that's binged. Like, why am I going to make people wait in between to watch the the opening credits every single time? Like, let's just make it all one movie. It all kind of connects as one movie. Let's just get the people the content that they want and watch it however you want. I actually did pause it a couple times, which is ironic because I, I really try to watch from start to finish to really kind of grasp everything that's going on. But man, you know, two hours and twenty minutes is it's long. You know that, that I didn't plan on a movie. I planned on like, oh, there's a new season of Stranger Things. I'll just bang out a couple right now and I'll come back later. And then it's like, no, this is it. Like it's it's just this episode. <laughs> you're you're halfway through it. So I, I I did ironically end up taking some breaks with it, but. Uh, I'm all for that, though. I don't know how you felt about kind of combining them all just to two episodes or if you'd rather them be broken up to you know, 12 episodes or whatever the, the season normal mark is. I, I, I like them having the creative freedom and think that shows should look into that more often because you don't need to fit into the, hey, this is a half-hour show, this is an hour show. And with commercials, it has to be... 23 minutes or it has to be 44 minutes and it you know it's got to fit right in and here's where the commercials are going to happen so you have to fit your scenes and it's just you have all the the freedom that you need but i i think i i thought i had warned you uh ahead of time because i i had come across it somewhere and i, I don't know how they alert you but it is weird when you're watching it and you're thinking in your head like okay this is going to be an hour and you're watching and then it's like it's getting kind of kind of like like how much longer is in this episode it's like this is an hour and 45 minute episode well i wish i'd been like warned ahead of time i might not have uh dove into this like well now i'm kind of committed but i I, I don't know what the uh where where the sweet spot is on that yeah i it's 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 new you know what there's no reason to abide to the cable rules like you said so i i like that they're saying we don't really need to listen to anybody we'll do it however we want we think this is the best way to enjoy the content just let everyone have it uh, I did a quick little Google search here. There is a Super Mario movie coming out in 2023. It uh, looks like Chris Pratt is Mario. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, Keegan-Michael Kay is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is Spike. And there, there's a couple others, but I don't know if they're quite as nameable. But still, that, that's uh, it's a pretty solid 
It's, it's a lot of funny people there. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I know who those people are. Uh, so uh, that's happening, and that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Let's let's get a lot of people I already like and make them do funny stuff and something that nobody else thought we could ever recreate or, or reboot on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. I, th- I think that sounds uh, it sounds interesting. we got to wait a whole other year, though. Uh, 2023. Looks like April. Uh, so a little, little bit longer wait, but quick follow-up to that. Uh, another little movie spinoff here you you mentioned that they're doing they're doing a winnie the pooh spinoff as well which i'm still not even sure what the whole story is of of winnie the pooh it's very much like all these cartoons it's like what is the storyline of this it's 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 a bear and there's other characters and i I have i have no idea but apparently they're doing a more adult version of this now yeah so winnie the pooh very old and so the character has just become it just became part of public domain so it's almost like you can take advantage it's almost like hey we can have spider-man but we don't need to pay for spider-man we just have him for free like everyone knows who winnie the pooh is and for some reason they decided they were going to turn winnie the pooh and his buddy piglet uh into more monsters like they're the villains where like you were mentioning like this is a children's show pretty similar like you'd be watching peanuts at the same time you'd be watching uh winnie the pooh it's when uh their owner christopher robin goes to college he doesn't leave them food so they just become like feral wild animals again i guess uh i watched the trailer the trailer's like a minute long i think it might be a terrible movie but i think it might be a terrible movie on purpose uh like there was a lot of not letting you know what the plot was and just kind of a lot of different scenes of like they showed a bathtub with it filling up with bloody handprints. Uh, there was just, you would just see a, uh, an ax being dragged across the floor. So it's not really for me. I thought it was really, I was, I was more going to throw it to you because I know you like uh, children's uh, children's entertainment and movies. So it was just like, Oh, Maybe you'd be interested in this, but your lead-in saying you had no idea about uh, what Winnie the Pooh's story was made me think uh, maybe I missed the mark on that. Uh, I mean, this is kind of what I was just saying. Like, do something that you never thought you could recreate again uh, with with a bunch of people you you might like. the The only thing I'm I'm really not into the scary movies. It's it's very bizarre to me that the amount of people that are into that. I don't know why people are so enticed by being scared and having that feeling of being scared. It's it's thrilling and exciting, but it's also like a, not a good feeling. Like who, you don't want like I, I, I'm always confused by that. Like who wants to sit down and just wait in anxiety throughout the whole thing? Like, like uncut gems was just waiting and feeling anxious and bad. Like the whole movie, the whole time there's, there's no relief in that movie at all. And, and that, that was actually a good movie. A lot of the, the horror movies are really not good movies either, but they try to emulate those feelings that I, I, I just don't like. And I, I don't understand. Somebody explain to me why you like being feeling the feeling of scared. Like that's that's a good feeling. Am I am I misassociating my emotions? <laughs> like what, what am I missing here? I I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, I I understand. There's certain times you just want to take some chances and, and you feel alive a little bit. But you know, go go skydiving or something. Don't don't watch a scary movie. It's just like <laughs> not not for me. Uh, not for me, and I don't. I don't. I can't imagine this uh, Winnie the Pooh horror film is going to be for me either. But it's, it's happening. Uh, but you know, why don't we just? Uh, is this original yeah, content? No, no release date yet. But the uh, 
the trailer came out. So let, let me one, ask you this. one step at a time. Is this considered original content? Because I think in some ways this is, and in a lot of ways it's still not. Uh, it's not it's not new characters, but they're taking them in a very different direction. So yeah, I don't really know where you where this falls. I mean, would you would you rather like a Toy Story horror film? I I mean, I feel like the Toy Story did get dark in some of the the later movies, but it's it's still very much within a in a kids realm. Is that not what the Buzz Lightyear movie is? I I have no idea. I thought it was weird that they chose not to use uh uh Alan's uh voice, the the original Buzz Lightyear's voice. Mhm. Uh, so that I didn't really get a whole lot of interest into that, and I I'm a huge Toy Story fan too. It it just it doesn't really have a lot of association with Toy Story, and I don't know if I was as interested. It it also just felt like such a Disney plug for Disney Plus, which is exactly what it is. And <laughs> versus like the Toy Story ones, were just like, oh no, we're gonna take our time. We're gonna give you years in between, and we're not gonna release anything until it's right. Versus this kind of felt like, yeah, we've kind of had this on the back burner for a while. We just figured we'd release it. I don't know if it got quite the same amount of attention that they put into the Toy Story movies and. The Toy Story movies were always just full of such quality and came out so many years apart that I, I really always felt like it was worth the wait. And this seemed a little half-baked and maybe a little rushed and just didn't draw my attention. I mean, maybe if some of the main guys were in it or some of the main people from Toy Story were a little bit more involved, I, I, I could be enticed by it. But I, I didn't have much interest in it, and uh, I'm not sure what the feedback was for it. I'm also I'm, I'm 30 years old at this point. You know, maybe I shouldn't be concerned about cartoons anymore. You know, maybe, maybe a little... <laughs> Animated shows are are not my priority for for kids targeted movies. You know, maybe maybe I should be uh, you know watching more Stranger Things or or whatever else the new trends are today. I think Stranger Things might be for kids too. Yeah, that's that's another kind of weird thing about that show. It's, you, you know, you don't have to you don't have to completely walk away from the cartoons. We are getting a new Archer next month, and that's that's for adults for sure. I do like a lot of the adult cartoons. It's funny how that's kind of become a, a very, very popular thing. I mean, between The Simpsons and Family Guy and South Park, I mean, those staples alone have just cranking out episodes for years now. You know, with BoJack, Rick and Morty. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of them. Archer. I think you're. It's just the uh, the creativeness you have is just so much more. You know, when you have actual human characters. There, there, there's a real person there that's saying these things and it has to be bound, you know, kind of somewhat in reality. And you for sure you could use CGI and you can make things, things work, but you know, there's kind of a, a cost with that where when it's animated, you know, they can, they can say crazy things, uh, you know, look at kind of the, the most out there comedies, uh, you know, it's like South Park, like the things they say in South Park, like you, you couldn't have real people say that. I don't think. I don't think you. I don't think you could find anybody who'd want to say that on recorded film. Be like, wait a minute, he said what? You could say it behind a character's right. voice, you know, as, as a cartoon. But the yeah, somehow it's like totally different. That is weird. I do think the willingness and kind of the more social exception, I think, of uh, of really talented voice actors has has come up a, a lot more. You know, you got actual actors now willing to do it versus I, I think it was a little bit more of a division before and. I imagine the pay wasn't exactly justified. I mean, all the shows we just mentioned, a lot of the, a lot of the writers and creators, they were very involved with the voice acting as well because it, why we couldn't find anyone willing to say this stuff or or, or understood it or, or got it. I, I think that is kind of a, a big barrier we crossed over where I think more people are willing to cross over and just give it a chance. And 
that's that's just great for us. I think we just get additional more content because, like you said, it's it's the flexibility of that is is huge. The, the endless possibilities, just finding you know good voices is, is is just as hard. But I don't think that's quite as challenging as it once was years ago. And that that's exciting going forward. I let's I make cartoons of everything. Cartoons of everything. Cartoons, okay. Cartoons for everything. You know, maybe we should uh, bring back. You know, uh, I, I don't know where do we, where do you think we people don't really read no, newspapers anymore? Like, do you think like little peanuts jokes are, are are helpful anymore? Like little comics? Like, could we could we make more of those on like the back of like cereal boxes or something, or just put them on like Amazon packages? Like, where where could we add these that people are actually going to see them and might actually add something to something <laughs> to anything? They must have it uh, have it online somewhere, right? Yeah, maybe, but. Do you think that's the best way to enjoy that content? I I was you're gonna look up print when you could look up video. I feel like you look at print on a printed thing because that's the best they could do. It's not like they could put a screen on the back of a, a cereal box. I'm not eating a lot of cereal these days, so I mean I w- I wouldn't see them, but I'm not really coming across them either. And I agree, like I'm not looking at a at a newspaper, but I would think that they'd uh you know they're still online, they're still in the newspapers. No, no idea. I. <laughs> Uh, you know, nobody likes reading anyways. Books are overrated. Uh, you mentioned your diet uh, of no cereal right now. How How is the fitness journey going? Uh, we are mid-summer right now. Uh, not a whole lot of sports to talk about, but definitely some fitness uh, activities to get into. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, starting in the, uh, in the summer, I kind of altered what I was doing from uh, mostly lifting. I uh, got some uh, basketball back in my life, and I, I knew it was coming. Uh, especially we're playing a uh, legitimate full court and I am, I am exhausted <laughs> pretty much uh, every time after, after we play uh, I, I wear my, uh, my, my Fitbit and I've had some, some pretty high uh, peak numbers where I know, you know, once I'm even just like in okay shape, it's like, I, I should not be peak for, you know, double, double digits. Like that's a, that's a little scary. So I've been, uh, putting in some, uh, s- some more cardio to try to try to boost, boost that and be able to, uh, in, not just be out there running around trying to survive playing basketball, but actually being able to, to play basketball and doing what, what, what I would, what I'd like to do. So that has been a, uh, a, a little bit of a change. And, you know, I keep you know, trying to remind myself, you know, you hear people like, Oh no, you know, you're, you're in your thirties now, you know, you gotta, gotta be careful with basketball. And it's like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not you know just out of college, but I'm also not 52 either. So I still should still be able to do uh, do some fun things. You know, one of those uh, you know ball, ball is life. I'd be like I'd like to be playing more basketball, but uh, I, I, I there there were some some people playing at the basketball court by my house. Uh, you know, when I first got down here, but the uh, the, the pool has been too enticing for them, so I, I haven't seen them uh, nearly enough. But kind of working on it. Uh, you know, ran into a guy that I used to play with at uh, at lunchtime. And it's just kind of realizing we we aren't necessarily the, uh, the the young guys anymore. Where it's like, hey, you know, you know, if any any runs, like I think we might have to be the ones that set it up now. And it can't be the guys from pre-COVID. Like a lot of the guys pre-COVID, they're they're not playing anymore. Either they retired or they they moved away or whatever. It's like I, you got to go into the to the source and you got to you know, start from start from scratch and you know get stuff uh, reset. But yeah, I've been I've been happy with uh, how things are uh, how things are going. Uh, thinking this summer might not be the year of the uh, the six pack. I'm thinking once again it might be next summer. <laughs> I always forget of I do work out. I think more 
in the summertime, but it's also there are more uh, opportunities for for partying and uh, for day drinking, and it kind of uh, cancels itself out uh, and is not so helpful. So that that's kind of where I am. What what about you? Uh, you know, I've I've been focusing a lot more on just sort of calisthenics than than actual physical lifting. The only thing I've been lifting fairly heavy on consistently is. Just, just legs, which have been so neglected for years that I'm still catching up despite really only focusing on that. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing squats to deadlifts uh, probably like two, three times a week, just just trying to get those in uh, or in some combination of those and maybe some lunges or the, uh, what are they, like the hip thrusts, you know, the, the ones we kind of lay down. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are all just exercises I, I can't say I've ever really focused on or really, you know, tried to master anything. So my form in all of them has improved a lot. And then kind of in between all that, I'm just doing a ton of push-ups and pull-ups and dips and uh, all sorts of variations. I, I'd, I'd like to be able to do uh, like handstand push-ups or uh, L-sit. Those are or, hard. Or uh, you know, front levers on the pull-ups or you know, all, all sorts of things like that. So I've, I've been doing all sorts of variations of pull-ups for, I don't know, probably about over a month right now. And my, my back is my back's getting my back's getting some work in it's 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 all it's good news and bad news it's just there's certain times where the you're able to pull yourself up real easily and other times it's like yeah you're not doing that anymore that's you're gonna need a break here bud uh but there's there's so many different variations of it as well as there's so much content on how to kind of do it that it's it's really easy to follow and a lot of a lot of stuff online so uh it's it's not exactly a program but there are some goals that are being set i've been doing so much manual labor that it's just trying to figure that out (laughs) redoing the whole wood floor over here and trying to figure out when you're going to do squats in between is it's just not fun to be on your hands and knees all day and then have to figure out that as well it's just not good for the body Uh, oh man a regular uh, young rasilla over here uh but yeah no uh i'm I'm hoping to do you know either a a a handstand push-up or maybe even a flag stand you know you kind of grab the the pole and you're able to do that I'm hoping to pull off something like that. Hopefully, uh, before before I turn 31 is is the real goal here. So we, okay, I like it. We we got a little little we got about uh we you know, we got till October basically, and uh and I think we're at a good place right now where we're we're not uh overworked either because I think early on when I started all this I was doing two a days and all that and it was good you know it certainly established a a really good baseline quickly but then I just needed some time to just recover and. I got through all that, and then, like you said, some of the summer stuff uh, events start happening here and there, and you, you know, enjoy yourself because it's supposed to still be fun too. You know, I, I understand you got to get to these goals and all that, but I, you know, I, there's certain sacrifices I'm not quite really, really willing to give up yet, and that's fine. I'm in better shape than I've ever been, and uh, I feel good about the way I look, and I'll, I'll look even better in two months. I, I, I don't look worse than I did last year. You know, I, I look better, <laughs> which is kind of like we're still on the, we're still up, we're still on the upward incline here. So there's still. I think that's all you're looking for. It's just positive, positive direction. You know, a part of me also thinks if I kept up with the two a days and I just got in the fitness shape that I was trying to get to now, would I really want to maintain it? Like, part of me wants to not get there too fast either. You know, I, I like that I'm kind of getting at a slow pace and uh, I'm happy with it. But the diet, the diet's the huge part about all of it, really. Like, if you're willing to give up certain things, you'll get there way faster. Like, the whole do it in 60, 90 days, like all these actors, they have all the, the dietitians giving them the perfect diet. They're getting the right amount of protein and creatine or whatever other supplements you kind of need and they're eating at the right times or the right hours and they're just they're it's a full-time job to kind of focus on your diet all right it's hard enough i think day to day just to figure out what the hell you're going to eat and then you, you eliminate certain things or you limit yourself to certain things and it just gets more challenging if you're if you're able to figure all that out though i think that's really where you can not only be physically strong you can look 
the best you possibly could is if you really take that diet seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the intermittent fasting. You know, I, I'm, don't take fitness advice from me. I am by no means the, the perfect <laughs> guy here, but I, I, I just, I, I, I feel better on it just physically throughout the day of intermittent fasting. And then I've always felt like it's, it's made me lose or at least lower my body fat percentage to a percentage that's just more appealing. It, it's not drastic, but I, I do think it makes a difference when I'm consistently doing the intermittent fasting versus when I'm not. Uh, so I, I do the opposite. I do, uh, it, it's, uh, basically just try to eat every two hours. No, something, no, I, bunch, I mean, of, I, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of smaller meals throughout the day. Um, I mean, I'm still getting my calories. I still get my protein. I'm still trying to get, you know, close to what, what does they say? A, a gram of protein to whatever your body weight is. I'm, I'm getting pretty close to that. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I pay attention to a little bit more of that. If I, I feel like I've been eating really light. I'll I'll try to up the protein as much as I can for every opportunity. And you know, if you can limit the carbs here or there, and you know, drink a little bit more water. There, there you go. That's already like the the, the big things. The drinking though just doesn't go hand in hand with what you're trying to accomplish. That's that's really the the deal breaker right there. If I could just stop drinking beer for a long enough period, <laughs> the problem is the second you start. But like, but like you said, the diet's the most important part, and there's certain things you're willing to give up, and there's certain things that that you're not. It's like well. Yeah, I could I could get to this goal faster, but if uh, you know you didn't have the uh, the occasional cocktail, I mean, what's like what's the point of going to the, the beach? Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the best shape possible by not drinking for however long, only so I can just start drinking again and look awesome for a shorter period of time, and then yeah, and then I'm just back back into it. Like that's the one thing I'll say about the calisthenics is is it's a lot more of like hey, you you haven't really done anything today, you know? How about we just bang out some push-ups right now? You know, you don't have to go to failure. Let's just, just they're very do. very easy to do. There's really no excuses not you know, to do them. So I, I just kind of do those throughout the day whenever I get a chance. The same thing with the pull-ups. Every time I walk past the pull-up bar, it's like you know what? Let's just just do a couple. You know, do some chin-ups. You know, wherever here. There's so many different variations of it too. So like even if you're toast, you, you can you can make them easier. You can do inclines. You could do the bands, uh, all, all sorts of things. So like that's been much more of my more recent fitness thing. With just because of the scheduling, has been a little trickier with some stuff. Uh, but I, I think I'll get a little bit more into routine, hopefully this week, actually, uh, starting today. Because I think a lot of the bigger projects I've been working on around the, the house and property here are pretty much wrapped up. There's a couple things I want to touch up on. But, uh, yeah, we, we, can start, uh, we can start destroying my body again with actual physical activity <laughs> and not just manual labor. Because, oh, man, you know, it's just hot. It's just hot doing all this stuff. Uh, but either way, I think we're on the, the right path here. I think we're both... Uh, in better shape than I think we anticipated being in our thirties. And that's, that's, I would like, uh, I would like to keep podcasting for a long time. So part of that is being, being healthy and making healthy decisions. So yeah, gotta make right. sure you're doing the same thing. All right. Well, I started playing the outro music cause we're actually going to hit an hour over here. We got 54 minutes right now. So we, we almost made it. Uh, I don't know what content we gave the people, but hopefully they enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny. You talk about continuing to podcast. Uh, one of the topics I, I sent you earlier was the most useless skill. And, and one of them for me, the first thing I wrote down was like podcasting. It's like, oh, yeah, this is helpful for us. And but I, when I say it, podcasting, I mean like podcasting, like how we did five years ago with like the microphones and the DJ equipment and all of that. Now today, none of that knowledge is of any use. I mean, sure, it, it, it's a little bit better quality, but the same thing could be accomplished if you just go online, YouTube a video, you buy a USB blue mic or whatever, and, and, and you're done. That's it. There's just there's so many more options right now to create a podcast versus now. I feel like we're, we're not original people, but we were we were doing it in an old school way that I don't think a lot of other people would have been able to figure out. 
and all that's useless now. None of that's of use anymore. It just doesn't matter. And we're still doing it that way too. That's the, that's the funny part. We're do, we're choosing to do it the, the more challenging way because that's just the equipment we have. <laughs> useless skill. Well, what you got? You got about a minute here. What, what's you got? A time for a useless skill for us? Uh, my useless skill was uh, spinning a basketball on your finger. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought uh, back in middle school is like, oh yeah, I gotta figure out how to do this, and I, I did, and I can I can still do it. Uh, I thought it would be impressive. Uh, it does nothing to help your basketball game. Uh, when you walk into the gym, if you if you do it, it does not intimidate anybody. If you do it at a party, it does not impress girls. It's a useless skill. Yeah, that sounds that sounds even more useless than my podcasting skills here, or lack thereof. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? Uh, I just want to admit to everybody, um, a little bit of a basketball uh, fraud. You know, we talked all about the uh, the summer league. I pretty much watched maybe one quarter and that was it i tried watching the uh the celtics play and just knowing all of these guys it's like best case is one of these guys will be a deep bench player uh you know these guys are gonna be rotation players this year uh coming off of a finals run where the games are just super serious and super like i am just all the way locked in and i hate the other team where this was just like uh nope I couldn't do it. Uh, I like hearing about you know how the, uh, how the how the young guys on other teams are doing. You know whether it's the Duke guys or just you know some of the more exciting you know Chet, uh, those sorts of guys. But it's like I don't need to watch the whole game for that. That's what Twitter's for. I see like the little highlights. I see the little uh, you know hey you know looking at this guy for fantasy. So I will be watching much more when the real season starts. But I had to admit I'm a little bit of a summer uh, basketball fraud. Man, the games just weren't good. Like I tried watching some of them, and there there are moments where guys are just nervous or guys are trying to do something that they're not capable of doing and everybody's trying to do that like everybody's trying to shine in summer league because it, this is their only moment if they don't this is their livelihood you know you're not gonna you're not gonna advance by being the, the good passer in summer league i don't think anyone's paying attention to that which is a little backwards i think if you just play good basketball uh, it'll benefit you the most but nobody's doing that which is why it's really hard to watch and really hard to get into but Either way, we got through Summer League. There's more NBA news and drama, I'm sure, coming up ahead. Yeah, the NBA's a machine. They're not going to stop. And eight more weeks until football. Uh, and one more week until we, we are back next week. A uh, little column A, a little column B. We'll be back. Column A, little column B.